Um, but being my own first client and working through everything made me realize with the right mindset, you can do anything. And that's what made me so passionate about this because, you know, I was approaching 60 when I started my business, uh, Live Your Purpose, and it just changed. I'm happier now in my own skin than I ever have. I thought I was happy growing up and, and uh, through all those years before, but now it's like I just have the confidence and I have the... Uh, Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me, and I am your host, Angelica. This is the podcast that talks about a little bit of everything, so sit back and enjoy the show. and welcome back to another episode of a little bit of everything with me and today my guest is the founder of live your purpose welcome peggy to the show how are you doing today i'm great thank you for having me this is so exciting well thank you for being part of the show and sharing your story and especially about your business live your purpose but before we even get into it please tell the listeners about yourself I uh, was a teacher for 40 years. I taught elementary school and I really thought, you know, that's I was going to teach and then retire and stay home and just take it easy. And when I retired, I realized that's not really who I am. I'm just staying home. I had been working since I was 14. So staying home, doing nothing, I just felt like I was wasting my life. And so I I had the calling to continue writing because I was a writer. So I started working on my first nonfiction book. I had been writing fiction and magazine articles before that. And through that is when I found out about life coaching, because being an educator in, in the school system, life coaching, you know, I just never crossed those paths. And so I did find out about it and saw that it had worked well with, um, with the books that I was writing and was planning to continue writing and also to go after my biggest fear, but my biggest dream, and that was to be a public speaker. And so I did that in my midlife years. I dusted off the cobwebs, off of those uh, dreams I had and went for it, dove in and went for it. And that's where I am today. That is awesome. And I love hearing how people are shifting their careers after the retirement. Like I've had a guest last year who was a lawyer for so many years, hated it, had no choice at that time. And he decided, yeah. you know what? Screw this. I'm going to become a photographer, get in, get myself into the community and help these kids who don't have opportunities and it, it really inspires me because at any age, you can really chase your dreams and do what you love after all. Absolutely. I don't believe there's any, it's too late, I'm too old, this and that. If you have the right mindset and you still have the dream and the desire and the passion within, go for it. Because why live with regret? That's, that's one of my biggest beliefs. So true. And I love that. Now with Live Your Purpose, 
you have created, like you mentioned, coaching, writing, speaking, online courses. When you transition from the retirement to your dream, your empire, have you ever felt like, why am I doing this? Why not enjoy life? Or was it you still keen on that dream? You know, this still gets me so excited every morning when I get up. And that's how you know, you know, you, you're living your purpose. Because I could easily be staying in bed and, and not doing anything. I, I, I'm retired. But I feel like this is my next calling. I always wanted to be a teacher. And I loved it when I did it all those years. But after 40 years, it started wearing on me, you know, and, and it was, I realized that there was still more to do after I retired. It's still a form of teaching. You know, I do my coaching and I do um, the online courses and so forth. It's just to a different audience. And so it, it blends in just so well. It, it still works. I'm still, I think once a teacher, always a teacher. I'm just doing it in a different capacity. But yeah, this is you know, I, I don't believe in staying in something that you're unhappy with. And, you know, I'm so glad to hear that that lawyer ended up changing because life is just too short to, to just be unhappy. You've got to go with where your, your passion lies. For sure. And I love hearing that because to me, it gives me inspiration, motivation to keep going, especially building the podcast, building other projects out around with the podcast. So it really inspires me. And especially at any age, when I interview different professionals, you're just like, oh my gosh, like, it's not just the younger generation. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's trying to come up with something and chase their dreams and their passions. Now, have you ever felt like you wanted to give up? Because again, building a business is really tough. It is tough. And, um, you know, at the time that I was building it, my husband was losing his job. So it was financially, it, it's been a struggle. I'm not going to lie about it. But the passion was there and it continues to be there. And it's like, I feel like, giving up is just not an option because the, you know, the only time I can guarantee that it's not going to work is if I quit. And so I'm just continuing on. I'm plodding through whatever it takes. Um, this is just more my passion and my purpose than it is having to have this as my sole income. You know, it, it's great to have the extra income, but it's not really the sole purpose for doing this. So yeah, I just continue on it. It's sometimes it does get discouraging, but um, not enough to say that I'm going to stop. Again, the passion is in you for you to keep going. And for those listening, it's once you have that passion, it will help you get through the tough times of building your business. Nothing's of course easy. It takes a lot of patience, a lot of work, uh, determination and the passion is the biggest thing here because you keep repeating passionate it's an, it's really the yeah. answer to keep going and it's all in the mindset too you know like when I first when I went into getting my certification for my coaching I was my first client you know I had lots of things I needed to work on and my mindset was one of them I didn't always have that passion. I didn't always have that confidence that I have now. Um, I had a, my stuff critic was very vocal and she stopped me from doing a lot of things because I bowed down to it. Um, 
but being my own first client and working through everything made me realize with the right mindset, you can do anything. And that's what made me so passionate about it is because, you know, I was approaching 60 when I started my business, uh, Live Your Purpose. And it just changed. I'm happier now in my own skin than I ever have. Been. I thought I was happy growing up and, and uh, through all those years before, but now it's like, I just have the confidence and I have the, uh, the desire to just go ahead and, and decide that I'm going to live life without regret. I lost my first husband back in 2009. And it was through that loss that I realized just how short life was. And if we're going to do anything, we can't say we're going to do it tomorrow because tomorrow's not on a calendar and pushing, pushing it off, pushing it off one day, it's going to be too late and you're going to have regrets. So I'm a firm believer in if you want something, go after it and don't wait. Don't wait for somebody's approval. Don't wait until, you know, the, the day is right. The time is right. There's always going to be a reason to keep you behind. But if you have that desire and you have that will, then nothing's going to stop you. Yeah, it's so true. And the key thing, another key thing you mentioned is life is too short. It is too short. You never know, especially during this pandemic. It's like you start to rethink things. You start to value, you start to create, and you start to really think like, okay, what is actually important? So I definitely agree with you. And I feel like everybody needs to kind of step back and say, am I going to do this? How passionate am I? And just do it. Sometimes it takes a while for us to take that leap of faith and, you know, jump onto our projects or our side hustle, whatever it is. But once you do it, it, that's where the exciting part starts. Like I never thought of creating a podcast. And then I said, let me just do it. And then wow. two and a half years later, <laughs> I'm still here. You, are. you know, one of my favorite quotes is uh, from Joseph Kimball. And he says, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. And I think that's so true because if we step beyond that comfort zone, there's so much that awaits for us and we just need to push through it. We just need to take that first step of faith, that leap, to know that we can go beyond our comfort zone because there are things waiting for us that you just sometimes never thought possible. I mean, I never thought I would be here in podcast. You know, told me this a few years ago, um, becoming a best-selling author to time three times now um you know just all these things are just possible and i always say within your mess you can find your message if you dig deep enough and that all started when i lost my husband you know it was such a a bad time or such a painful time but when i realized through his his my loss of losing him that life was just too short and i had to just grab the bull by the horn, so to speak, and just go with what I wanted. And that was, that was my message that, you know, it was, I wasn't through retirement just didn't end my life. It was, it was just time for something else, a different part of me to come alive. And that's why I went through it. So I believe within everybody, everybody has a mess of some sort. But I think if you dig deep enough, you'll find your message. It's so true. It's so true. We got to dig deep to find that message. I agree with you. I really do. Now going into live your purpose, what services 
I know you provide a lot. You've got coaching, you've got speaking, online courses. Share with me everything that you're doing so the listeners know. Well, right now I'm working on, on my next book, but uh, I've written, I think, seven. I think this is going to be number eight that I'm working on. So writing is a big part of it. And, and then creating courses. Um, I have courses on finding the missing piece of your life puzzle. I have my signature course, which is the Bell Approach, where I teach you how to transform your life. That's what this next book is about, actually, that I'm writing. Um, and the coaching part um, is I sometimes do it as group coaching. I do it as one-on-one. And I also conduct workshops. So it, it's a busy time. And I do that virtually and in person. Wow, that's awesome. And tell us some of the courses that you're providing online. The same ones, actually, that I do in, in person. It was um, finding your missing life pieces, uh, the Bell approach. I also give uh, talks on effective communication because I think that's a big part mm -hmm. of how we communicate with each other. And so that's, and also find, moving past loss because I have a widow support group on Facebook is just kind of the ministry I do. So I do talk on that about moving past loss, whether it's losing a loved one or um, divorce or anything kind of loss in your life. Wow. That's fantastic of you being able to help other people out and help them cope through this similar situations that you've gone through. And I love how people just give back and be able to help somebody in need because I'm a true believer. Once you help somebody and continue to help people, something good will always happen to you. Um, it's something that I've been brought up of. So yeah, I, I love what you're doing. Well, I felt, you know, going through that grief process was just so painful and overwhelming because I was living out of state from family. My, uh, I was having an empty nest at the same time because my daughter had planned a wedding four months from the time of his death. My younger daughter was moving away for college for the first time, and I didn't want them to change their plans. So, you know, I went through losing a spouse and, and my children leaving home at the same time. And so I just wanted women who were going through that to, to know that there was hope. It wasn't always going to be that painful, dark uh, veil of grief that they were experiencing. I wanted them to know that things could get better. And I wanted them to not know, uh, to not feel alone. I wanted them to know they, they weren't alone. And that was the reason for starting my support group on Facebook, was just to talk to them about knowing that things can get better for them. And we continue to do that. Like I said, it's going to be 12 years and I remarried five years ago, but it's still part of my ministry. And I still have people that are joining the group. So I'm really enjoying that part of it, being able to help. For sure. For sure. And what advice could you give anybody out there who's considering in the middle, taking up that leap of faith of, you know what, let me open something up. What could you give them? I know you mentioned a lot about passion and I definitely agree with the passion, but I know sometimes in our heads, you know, we've got that little voice that tells us, no, don't do it. No, I don't think it's a great idea. Mm, yeah. Is it right now? What, how can we overcome that? 
you know, my, my inner critic was so, so vocal and she stopped me for so many things and for so many years. And I just decided I would do something that might sound silly to some of your listeners, but it really did work for me. And it was the visualization part because when she spoke to me, it was overpowering. And so I powered down, but then I decided I was going to give her a name. And so I gave her a name that was not very flattering. And I envisioned, uh, envisioned her being very old and feeble with torn and tattered clothes and just picturing her weakened the power that she had over me. And when she would try to tell me that I wasn't smart enough, I wasn't young enough, I wasn't this and I wasn't that, I called her by name and I said, I am and I can do this. And then I took action. And that was the key part to take action, regardless of what she told me. And so over time, I didn't hear her anymore because it was like the action that I took increased my self-confidence and it increased my self-worth. And suddenly I was able to silence my inner critic and she very seldom appears anymore. And that was just, it's unscientific, but it's how it worked for me because when you have that self-critic. Sometimes we just allow them to be so vocal to the point where we just back down. And so if you are wanting to do something, you're wanting to take that leap of faith, but you just keep hearing that inner critic talk to you, try it and see if it works. I mean, this was just something I came up with, but it, it was amazing that I could just silence her after all those years, just by the way I envisioned her just took that power away. And it was, it was so helpful to me. Amazing. And what have you learned about yourself through this process? Because I feel like I know there's passion. You were able to find the message within your mess, you know, but what really did you learn about yourself when you started, you know, the coaching you're, I know you've been writing books and speaking. It's just, You've got a lot happening, but I can imagine you've learned a couple more things about yourself that you didn't think it was even possible. Well, like I said, I was my first coaching client and I, I had to learn that it's a fear is most of the time fear is we fear something that we believe that's not even true. Mm -hmm. And so we have to question our beliefs and realize is this rational rational fear or is where is it coming from and in my case it was coming from a belief system that didn't even serve me it was what I was taught as a young kid and because my parents had that belief system and so it just kind of came with me and I I had to stop and, and look at it and analyze it and say you know this was their belief system not mine and so it taught me that I could stand out and I could take these risks and that I had to look at fear a different way. I had to look at it as, am I fearful because it's something that really could endanger me or am I fearful because it's my belief system? And it was, it was my belief system. And when I was able to change my mindset and rephrase the thoughts that I allowed to enter my mind, then I was able to step out as a coach. I mean, public speaking was one of the biggest fears I ever had. And I put that on the back burner of life because it was something I always wanted to do. 
but it was something I was terrified of. And when I decided to be uh, get my certification for coaching, and then I was also a writer, you know, I, I said, what's the worst thing that can happen as a speaker? You know, I, I, why do I fear this so much? And so I just slowly started speaking to small groups um, and I just kind of expanded that way. And I just took the leap of faith. You know, it's just um, the mindset and the belief system that you have just can play such a role on whether you go for something or whether you're going to let the fear overtake. I definitely agree. Fear can really Fear is really one of those things that you have to try to overcome somehow. And I remember when I did my first uh, public speaking, it was virtually, but it was still hard to do. And even when I was invited as a keynote as well, I was just like, it's virtual, Angelica. Like, how can we not get that confidence in that in you within yourself especially when you've done podcasting for so long yes there's a video camera people are looking at you but it was not just one person or a group of seven like I usually have group interviews this is like about 20 people and I'm panicking inside <laughs> it's you know it, it can be intimidating and I'm not going to say that I don't get butterflies or nerves when I do it now I've never been a keynote in front of hundreds or thousands of people. And I'm not even sure I'm quite there yet, but I love doing workshops and I love, you know, talking in front of small groups. I love getting on virtually and talking to groups as well. So um, yeah, my keynote is, is on the, on the books and a Ted talk is on the books to eventually do that's kind of on my bucket list. Peggy, I feel like you are going to inspire a lot of people because you've overcome fear. You were able to find your purpose and live your purpose and you are just doing so much. And I just love hearing other people, how they like went from one job, you know, they said, this is it. And then move on to the next thing. This is so inspiring. You're such a, a woman empowerment that it's like, you're teaching me that I can still do what I love and pursue it and make something out of it for myself and for my family, for my future. And I love hearing stories like this. Yeah, it's, um, you know, they said I was reading a book about the 10 regrets of the dying and the, the top regret was that they never lived their life according to what they wanted. It was always what was expected of them. And that book always stayed with me because I said, why go through your whole life and you're on your deathbed and realize that you never lived the kind of life you wanted. You never took the chance because you let fear get in the way or you let somebody else's opinion and their own belief system stand in the way of yours. And so we just, we have to push through that. We have to go after what we want because nobody's going to do it for you. You know, you have to be your own cheerleader. Nobody's going to support you like you support yourself. And it's possible. Anything's possible. It's so true. It's so true. And that, you know, I spoke to a recruiter who said that this is a statistic he took within his organization. And he was shocked to hear that 
the and he's have he has a lot of people in on his uh roster that helps find employment and past employment everything like he's got the past present and the future people coming and trying to find new opportunities and i believe he told me it was about 2000 people that he asked the survey but it was quite enough to conduct the survey that 95% of people are not happy with their jobs and he contacted other recruiters and they did the same survey and you know, it seems like the United States, a lot of people are unhappy and you just got to think about what makes you happy and what you want to do to pursue it. Yeah, I think um, there was a research done that the happiest countries to live in and uh, United States was like, I to say the third or something. It wasn't even up at the top um, of people that are happy. And a lot of times it had to do with the fact that they're in jobs that they're unhappy with. They went for it for the money or the prestige or because somebody thought that that's what they should be doing for their career. And they just, they never felt fulfilled. And it, I just find that really sad to live your life, never feeling fulfilled, having to get up every morning to go to a job that you're not happy with. To me, is just a sad thing because life's too short. It's tough. It's really tough. And I feel like now with the pandemic, a lot of people really learned to really shift that mindset. And what, how, or how has your business been affected through the pandemic? Um, there was, well, when it first started, there was you know, a shift because everything was virtual and then people just in lockdown and that really wasn't so much on their mind. Um, so it, it did take a hit, it slowed things down, but then people realized that, okay, I may not have that same job or my job may be different coming out of this because there was just so much unknown. And so they started reaching back out. And so um, it's been good, uh, but like with everybody, I think there was a transition period. Oh, for sure. And now that things are going back to normal, which I'm glad in the United States, it's going back to normal quicker than Canada. Yeah. What's new for you now? Canada's What's what? I'm sorry. What's new for you now? Well, like I was, like I was saying, I'm working on my, my book, which is going to talk about my signature course, which I call the bell approach. Mm -hmm. And I'm, my plans are to take that and just kind of um, teach my signature program when I go on stages, when I work, speak with different groups, do workshops, just kind of introducing them to the Bell approach and what it is, is the approach to transform their life and see if there's anybody that just wants to um, come on board and, and go all the way with it or do you want just a part of it, like what's going to be in the book or in, on a short workshop? So that's what I'm working on now is just getting my, uh, my signature program ready and finishing up the book. The book is actually finished. I have to, I'm in the revision and editing stage, the, the part that I don't, don't like very much. <laughs> but uh, hopefully that'll be out in the fall. I'm, I'm hoping to have that out maybe by October. And the name of that one is going to be called Stuck to Unstoppable, Living mm -hmm. Life with Passion, Power, and Purpose. 
Love it. Love it. And do you think you're going to take on any new projects or create something new under the umbrella of live your purpose? Um, I don't know. It, it's, it, you know, I'm open to anything. So um, whatever comes available, whatever comes around, I, I have that growth mindset where I know that I can look at it and I can maybe learn from it and do it, but I don't have to accept everything. That's what's great about the growth mindset. So um, I am looking at some maybe passive income opportunities to um, for later on when I retire for real <laughs> this time <laughs> that I'm going to have some um, ebooks and projects and courses that I, I can sell and have it as a, as passive income. So that's kind of in the works for coming months. Wow. And I, you know, Peggy, you've inspired me through from the beginning, especially what you've spoken about going after your dreams when you have the right mindset, life's too short, having that passion and passions is so important for everything that you do in life because it'll make you happy. And have you, do you think like the pandemic has taught you personally anything? Cause I feel like it, it taught me to be resilient. It taught me to keep going and stay motivated because this is the time to do it. Um, even though my job wasn't affected, thank goodness. And, you know, I, I, I went to work daily as a routine, like nothing's really changed. It's just, there's more projects being created on the sidelines, but do you find that you, you learned more about your personal self? I think that the pandemic, again, I guess it goes with mindset, but it could have been a very uh, negative thing. Uh, now, of course, it was a sad situation because so many lives have been lost and mm -hmm. continuing to be lost. But I want to see it. And I did Facebook lives in my groups about this, that let's make the most of it. And let's, let's not be so quick to judge people and, mm -hmm. and just it made me appreciate family and friends a lot more. It made me uh, more open to the fact that we can do, we can spread more kindness in the world. There was, there was so much sadness going on when, it, you know, everybody was in lockdown and um, I started something and actually I just stopped it like last week. I had something called a Monday morning motivator and and I said, okay, this pandemic, everybody's so sad. And so every Monday morning, I'm going to send something out that's going to motivate you to get your week started and, and just spread some kindness. And then if you, you know, share it with somebody else, and it's going to be that little ripple in a big pond, if we can just be kind to one another. And, and so I would offer affirmations and I would offer kind of like challenges to do for the week. And we did that for over a year and, and we had people that were doing it and people really loved it. And so I've kind of combined it with my email list and now I do it every Thursday and it's not exactly the same thing, but it's still on that, you know, I, I spread some motivation and a little bit of humor every Thursday. So um, I just feel like the pandemic, I didn't want it to just be a bad thing. I wanted us to be able to, know that appreciate what's around you and, and don't be so quick to judge and be kind to strangers and that's just the way I look at life. that's just the way I look at life that it doesn't always have to be that negative part I agree I it's learning to appreciate the things around you and I was able to do that for myself and really just use that time wisely with what you have and the opportunities given and 
you know, just go for it and go for it. But Peggy, like you provided so much. And again, I admire your, 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 um, your compassion, your, your empowerment to me right now, because I'm just like, I'm going to keep going because Peggy told me to, and you know, (laughs) she, she was able to conquer. She was able to establish and do more. And I'm just like, I'm here for it. I'm here for it all. So I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. It's, it's been a pleasure sharing this. Well, Peggy, where can the listeners find you? My email, my website is peggymbell.com, M like Mary. Um, And I have a Facebook group that's called um, Life After Loss for Widows. If there's anybody in your listening audience that's a widow. And I also have one for midlife women that I call Life Redefined for Women. And that's just to kind of help them do everything that I'm talking about today, just to empower them to take that next step and whatever, wherever they are in life. Some of them it's, um, you know, empty nest. Some of them it's, where do I go with my career? For some it's, I just got divorced and I don't know where to turn. And so that group is just, I try to do weekly lives whenever I can. And it's just to keep them empowered, kind of what we're talking about today. Perfect. And of course, to all my listeners, everything's going to be in the show notes. Definitely go out there and support Peggy, buy her book, subscribe. Just keep alert for this book that's up, come, up and coming because it's. I feel like it's going to be great for all of us. We need to hear the the bell approach at this point. And, you know, I hope this was a great segment of empowerment and just finding your passion and just follow your dreams because at any age it's possible. That's right. And if anybody wants to get on that email list to get their Thursday uh, motivation and humor, I've always ended with a little uh, smile for the day, but I've got a a little part of uh, motivation just on my website, peggymbell.com. You can contact me and just tell me to put you on the email list and I'll be happy to add you so you can be part of that group. Perfect. Well, thank you for that. And to all my listeners, again, everything is going to be in the show notes. Thank you for tuning in on a little bit of everything with me. And that's all we have for now. Thank you so much. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jessica with the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Hey, it's your boy, Bromar, host of The Bromar Show. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queen Pin from the CQP Moments Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Ken, a.k.a. The Gentleman of the Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. Hi, this is Stephanie Valente, your local massage therapist. And you're listening to to a a little bit of everything everything with with Angelica. That's it for now. And thank you for tuning in on another episode of a little bit of everything with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on the podcast platform that you're listening to.